Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. And uh, I'm going to ask again, Joel graciously does this for me, if he wouldn't mind uh, being the people of God, and I'm going to try and be the leader. In this case, the people of God start the call to worship rather than the leader. Sounds great. Well, first I'll uh, mute everyone and then I'll bring up the uh, call to worship. Philip, you can unmute yourself. All right. Good. Wonderful. God, thank you. Do would you like us to be to start with this? Yes. All right. You're in, you're here's, start. here's the call to worship from Psalm 91. God, you are my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. God says, if you will hold on to me for dear life, I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of my care. If you will only know me and trust me. Call me and I will answer. Be at your side in bad times. I will rescue you, then throw you a party. I'll give you a long life and give you a long drink of salvation. Thank you. And uh, I know uh, Linda's going to uh, play us the, uh, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It's just the chorus part of it and we'll sing it three times. Every morning, 
Thank you. Thank you, Linda and, uh, and Elaine for assisting there, being able to be over at the Alfred Church. I love this little uh, front part of the bulletin. If you haven't seen it and you get the, you've got a copy of it, it is priceless. It's got a, both sides of the coin <clears throat> there, Canadian one. And there's two lambs talking to each other, a sheep, excuse me, kind of relating them to us. So Caesar gets the money because, because his image is on it, right? Yes. Right. So then, then what does God get? Well, you were made in the image of God. The Board of Stewardship put you up to this, didn't they? <laughs> well done, uh, Elaine. <laughs> it is both humorous and true. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, good, uh, a good one. Thank you so much. Uh, let us go to prayer and ask the Lord's blessing upon us and um, then call for the assurance of pardon and then the Lord's prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Most of all, Lord, thank you that you are our God and that Jesus Christ, your son, is the only one who can make intercession for us, can go to bat for us. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to, uh, to fully embrace that. We give you thanks for the way you have worked in our lives all week, keeping us safe, keeping our children safe, keeping our teachers safe, keeping those that are vulnerable, our, our seniors. And Lord, I pray that you'll continue to do that. Now, Lord, be with us, forgive our sins, cleanse us from all that we've done wrong through Christ our Lord who taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So Joel's going to lead us in the children's course called Forever. I'm just going to give you the uh, blessing at the beginning. Uh, and say that uh, when we confess our sins, our Lord is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Blessed be his holy name. Joel, you're on.
From the rising to the setting sun His love endures forever By the grace of God He will carry on His love endures forever Sing praise Sing praise Sing Thank you. Thank you, Joel and family. Um, and uh, I have a little friend here who I want to introduce you to. Uh, his uh, cap keeps coming down on his face, but his name is Philippe. Philippe. And next week, uh, he had a little fall this week, so he's not up to snuff yet. But do um, you want to say hello to all the kids? Hello. Hello, it's so nice to see all kids. Oh, wow. Those kids sing pretty good, eh? Yeah, they do. They do sing pretty good. Well, anyway, Joel, um, I'm, I'm afraid that Philippe's going to have to say goodbye because he's, he's not feeling 100%. So say goodbye to him. Anyway, he was going to tell the children's story, but I guess I am. And I'm going to tell you the story about a, a, a little boy who was born into a home uh, that had not had any children and mom and dad were getting old and mother's name was Hannah and she was a great lady and she prayed every day and one day the great prophet or the great um, yeah the great prophet uh, who was a ruler of the people came into the temple and saw her and she looked like she was drunk. And he asked her if she was. And she said, no, I'm not. I'm praying for a son. And so out of that, the, the priest said to her, it's all right, go home. Your prayer will be answered. And it was. Out came Samuel. And Samuel is a great boy. As a matter of fact, he was promised back to God. Hannah had said to God, God, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you to serve you. And Samuel went to the temple and lived there with the priest. And uh, so anyway, one night, do you have any visitors at night? Anybody have any visitors at night? Well, I don't, but I talk to God sometimes and this is exactly what happened. Samuel went to bed as he usually did and suddenly his his name was called Samuel 
Samuel, and he looked around and thought, well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the priest needs me. She ran to the priest's room and said, I I'm here, Eli. Uh, what can I help you with? You call. He said, no, I didn't call. Go back to sleep. I went back to his bed and was about just about settled down and the voice came again. And the voice called Samuel, Samuel, and he thought, I better run back to Eli. I think he's, I think something's wrong. So he says to the priest, the high priest, uh, yes, I'm right here, Eli. And he said, I didn't call for you. He said, but when, when you hear that voice again, I want you to respond, here I am, Lord. And so he did. He said, Samuel, I want you to give Eli a message for me. And here it is. And so Samuel had to go to Eli the next day and give him a message. It wasn't a very positive message, but um, soon after, Samuel became the high priest and prophet to the children of Israel. A very high calling indeed. So uh, God is always calling us the jobs to tasks, to responsibilities, to ministries. And we must always be quick to listen. Um, so let's go to, um, uh, and, and so uh, let's go to the prayer that we have each morning, every Sunday morning, where we ask the Lord to help us um, through the word that we'll understand it clearly. Let's pray that together, shall we? Thank you, Lord, for the plan you have for our lives. Give us a sense of your presence, especially now. Through Christ we pray, amen. I'm gonna ask David to read from Matthew chapter 22, verses 15 to 22. The question about paying taxes. The Pharisees went off and made a plan to trap Jesus with questions. Then they sent to him some of their disciples and some members of Herod's party. Teacher, they said, we know that you tell the truth. You teach the truth about God's will for man without worrying about what people think because you pay no attention to a man's status. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it against our law to pay taxes to the Roman emperor or not? Jesus, however, was aware of their evil plan. And so he said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin for paying the tax. They brought him the coin and he asked them, whose face and name are these? Emperors, they answered. So Jesus said to them, well then, Pay the emperor what belongs to the emperor and pay God what belongs to God. When they heard this, they were amazed and they left him and went away. Thank you, uh, David. I, uh, I think this is a message that um, really every once in a while we have to hear. Um, I, I'm always amazed at, at how uh, they tried. As a matter of fact, if you read on in Matthew chapter uh, 22, you'll discover that 
they tried three other times, three different groups tried to, to, to uh, get him into trouble. And he always had an answer that was irrefutable. He did it three times. And I'll, I'll explain those in a minute, just, just to highlight them. But it was the kind of thing that people uh, today would uh, really admire. And of course, Jesus was good at, at being able to uh, take on those people. Of course, he was God in flesh. We know that. We say that every time we uh, recite the Apostles' Creed. I've uh, kind of entitled my message, keeping your eye on the ball. And if you played any sports, you'll know that you've got to keep your eye. If there's a ball involved in this, a puck is about the same. Uh, if, the, if there's a ball though, you've got to make sure that you watch, that you're alert to where the ball is at all times. If you allow yourself to become distracted or look away, you end up having some difficulties. And uh, so all of us need to understand that. Anything we do in life, we want to succeed in school, we've got to keep our eye on the ball. Want to do well in business? Well, we've got to stay committed and keep our eyes on the goal that we're working on. The fact is that in anything we do, we've got to keep our eye on the goal. And, you know, there used to be a little, and in our Christian faith, I suppose that's the same thing. Jesus calls us to keep our eyes on him, the author and finisher of our faith. Used to be a little chorus that we used to sing when I was just a kid. And, but it, but it ne never got it because of the symbolism of it. And that is, it's called, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the eye, light of his wonderful grace. Keeping your eye on the ball, keeping your eye on the goal that Christ has set before us can only happen if we keep focused on Jesus Christ. We can only attest to his uh, goals and his directives and his will in our lives if we focus upon him, keeping our eyes on him, the Bible says, the author and finisher of our faith. Well, Jesus is confronted by a group of Pharisees and Herodians who really wanted to challenge him and they thought they'd get their heads together, but they didn't do a very good job. Hoping to twist his words, maybe even get him into trouble with the people that had kind of become part of him but they hadn't, but, but, the, but what was happening was in fact the Jewish people were going from a place of, well, having to subject themselves to the rules of the, of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And so here they are getting their heads together to see if they can get them. Each of us know that there are two images on every coin you spend or invest. Two images. There's one of the emperor or the queen in our in case in our case. Now our five dollar bill has one of a of a woman who played an important part in the lives of our country, in the life of our country. 
She contributed, she invested herself. And so today, there she is, giving homage to her contribution to Canada. There's others as well. You'll see some of the pictures of prime ministers, but on the coins, every single coin, the image there is that of the queen. And you can see a picture of it right there. Well, uh, keeping our eye on the ball today is important because we're, we're watching Jesus keeping focused on his father, keeping focused on the Holy Spirit. And here he is being confronted by the Pharisees and Herodians. And so here they are. We'll, we'll give you the political arena in the day of Jesus, just so that you understand. And I suppose I might've put that in the outline, but I didn't. So the Jewish political parties who vied for temple power and provincial rule were three groups, the Pharisees, and they were the educated rabbis. So in other words, they were the teachers of the law. They taught the, the, the boys, not girls, but boys, educated rabbis. And then there were the legalists who wielded their power over Jewish individuals. And of course, the way the community behaved. There were the Sadducees and they were educated as well, priestly families of temple power. So they ruled the roost when it came to the temple. They couldn't go beyond that, but they ruled the roost when it came to, uh, because they were the priests they were, or of the family of the priests. And then there was the Herodians. And they wanted to keep, make sure that Herod's family was, was uh, kept firmly on the Jewish throne of power. Because if that didn't happen, there would be chaos. Jesus, with his amassed following, was, was a real problem to all of them. Because now, they, the, the status of the people had, well, they'd become dissatisfied with the affairs of the, of the problems that, that, that uh, were occurring in Israel. So they wanted him at least to be arrested, these Herodians and the Pharisees. And so they decided they'd do their best. And so they, they confronted him with a very challenging uh, series of things to, to talk about. Um, so here they are. They go to Jesus. Tell us what you think about this. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Or not? <laughs> and then they go on. Uh, teacher, we know you're a sincere. Now they're posturing. You're sincere. And you teach the way of God in accordance with truth. Truth is a key word here. You got to keep that in mind. And you show preference to no one. This is a trap. They're ready to trap him. You, uh, so for Rome requires showing uh, uh, legions to the emperor. For you do not regard people with partiality that is a warning. And therefore, let us, tell us what you think about this. And Jesus, he's aware now, they're baiting him 
And Jesus goes on to the issue with a brilliant response. Tell us, should we pay taxes? Should we um, adhere to the emperor? Or should we adhere to God? And so he says, show me a coin. And they bring out a coin. The coin they produce is called a, a, a Tyrian or the Roman denarius. And they were minted in the Roman city of Tyre uh, for most of the time that the Romans were in power. And so here they were. Jews were forced to produce and to use for religious exchange a common medium. That is a common currency. And so they used the denarii. The temple tax bought them membership into the temple and into the community for one year. It was like kind of paying your dues, if you will, to a club. If Jesus answered the taxes were Caesar's image on them should be thwarted, he risked being labeled as the dissident, a divider of the nation. If Jesus answered that it's lawful to pay the temple taxes to the emperor, he sets himself as a lover of the Roman Empire, but doesn't in terms of worship to Yahweh the Jewish God. So here he goes, he's between a, a rock and a hard place. And Jesus answers a question with this, as he says, give me a coin. Now whose head is on that coin? Whose title? Why they answered the emperor and us, we would say the queen. So Jesus replies, so give therefore, go, go and give therefore to the emperor the things that belong to the emperor and to God the things that are God's. I love this little passage because it speaks to us loud and clear. Jesus has them now. He's got them in a corner, painted into a, a, a box, if you will. And uh, so here we have uh, something that we need to ask ourselves. What belongs to the emperor? in our lives, and what belongs to God? Well, let's start. What belongs to God? Well, our faith, our prejudice, because we, let's face it, are all prejudiced to some measure. Our hearts, our souls, our Christian community belongs to God. So what belongs to God? Well, as a matter of fact, you do, I do. Each of us do. Nothing Caesar can ever take from us is our faith in God. Nothing that the queen or the government can ever take away from us is our faith in God. We serve God by giving Caesar back the coin that bears his image. But it also, we use a common currency, the same currency. But we must make sure that what belongs to God goes to God. Every one of us have been created in God's image. To be a son, to be a daughter of God. And we're already signed, sealed, and committed to God through our faith in Jesus Christ, who paid the supreme sacrifice for our sins. No secular thing, whether political or wealth or anything else, that can't be taken from us. Why? Because there's a seal on our hearts. We belong to
to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And God's people know in their hearts that God is so much greater than any of these things that would try to, uh, to affect us. We live in a world of which currency matters. And as a citizen of God, a citizen of the world, we can take part in that currency, but we would not, but it should not and cannot define us. For as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, as disciples of Jesus, as Christians of the church, we navigate with the new currency. What is that currency? Well, it's not money. It's love. It's love. And that currency bears the image of God in heaven. And as we enter in one of the most difficult times, because we are, we're right there. Cases of uh, COVID-19 seem to be at least on the rise. But that shouldn't define us. That isn't who we are. We are children of God. Let us never forget that. As citizens of the kingdom of heaven, as disciples of Jesus, as Christians of the church, that currency is on our hearts and should be on our faces and should be in our actions. As we enter into one of the most difficult times, I encourage each one of you to remember who you are. Oh, we may adhere to various parties or politics or even economic preferences. You may choose to play the game of life in whatever way you choose. But as Christians, as a Christian, never forget whose image is seared on your heart. Whose currency must supersede the rest or anything else in life? Jesus Christ. His sacrifice saved our lives. And God who created you and me sustains us. May God bless you in your living Bless you in your loving. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, as we go to pray for those that are, have needs in our congregation, I pray, Father, that you will be with us. We need to give you thanks for all that you are, that all you, that you mean to us is more than anything else. I thank you, Jesus, that you came to this earth that you became one with us, that you showed us how to love, that you showed us how to care for one another and for those that are beyond the church. May we become so good at our love for others that all else is washed away. Through Christ we pray, amen. I would just uh, want to keep you um, Abreast, uh, this is coming up to the end of the month, and make sure that we ask you to make sure to uh, to give uh, as generously as you can to the church. And um, I know that God will bless us for our faithfulness. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. There are a number of requests, and you have them on the back of your bulletin. I trust that you will take a moment to uh, look at them. Um, let us pray. We pray for people, oh God, this morning who need your help. We think, Lord, of those that are hurting physically, are hurting spiritually, are hurting emotionally. Be with them, 
oh Lord. We pray for Crystal Bradley. Hazel Cameron is coming along well, and it's so good to see her on the program. Harvey Jackson, Joe Lyons, Sylvia Lynch, Fred Longmire, Michael Nealon, Rob Patterson, Matthew Rue, Earl Sargent, and Stan Sargent. Lord, I pray that you'd visit them today, this morning, even as we are praying, that you'll be with them, that they will know that your seal is upon them and you not only do you love them, but you are with them in spirit and in truth. We come to you, O Lord, for those that are in seniors' homes. They're so nice. Last week to uh, be able to sit with uh, Judith and George and uh, be with them and, and have a bit of fellowship. That, that's the first time I believe both of them have been in the same room together with me. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. Such a wonderful experience. Lord, we'll pray you for Isabel Graham and for Ann Harper. Saw her last week, Lord. Be with her. Strengthen her. Fortunately, Lord, she's become part of the community there, and we pray, Lord, that you'd bless her in it. We also want to pray for Norma and Audrey and Eleanor, Donna and Lori. We also, Lord, want to pray for those that are beyond our church borders. We think of many. We continue to pray for families that have lost loved ones in this last little while. There are so many of them. We ask, Lord, that you'd be with each of them, that your spirit would, would encourage and bless them. Lord, we have some of the prayers of our own that we want to bring to you. And, oh, Lord, as we bring them to you, hear our prayers and answer them. Oh, Lord, have mercy on us. We pray, Lord, for our elders who will be meeting tomorrow, and we ask, Lord, that you'll be with us. As your people, Lord, we want to do what is right and what is wholesome and what's best for our, our Christian community. Grant us your wisdom. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. Well at this time we are going to have our closing hymn, Let All Things Now Living. It's number 338 in your hymn book. Number 338.
Thank you, Linda. And thank you all. That's a great hymn of the church. It really is. And uh, we want to uh, thank you for your goodness. Thank God for his goodness to us. And uh, most of all, may we let our love shine in all we do. Sometimes it's hard for us to do that because of our limited exposure. But uh, God is able to do that, do ab abundantly more than we could imagine or think. So I'm going to have the closing prayer, and I trust that uh, you will have a great week. Um, and uh, so the Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you, and may he give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are.